Welcome to this week's episode of Invading Headspaces with your host, Michael Thomason. Each week, a special guest and myself will talk about the growing trends in the world of sports social media and its impacts on performance anxiety and professional athletics as a whole. Welcome to Invading Headspaces. Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason. In last week's episode, special guest Cole Ellis and I talked about the latest trends in combat sport and examples of athletes that have addressed those struggles publicly. Looking forward to this week's episode, former Barry College football player Garrett Kinsey will be joining me to talk about what makes a football player so strong mentally compared to other athletes. In a past episode with Kyle Carlson, we touched on this, but it'll be good to get Garrett's perspective as well. Garrett's brother, Mason, is a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, and we will talk about his experiences in the NFL and how he has developed his mental fitness to make him a successful professional athlete. Me and Garrett will also talk about his own experiences and some athletes that motivated him to become a football player. We will also talk about the specific challenges that football players experience in playing the game. You're listening to Invading Headspaces by Michael Thomason. Sports? Social media? Does it get any better? Looking for a radio show? Well, I know a really good one, and it's... Tune in to Wake Up with J-Ray and A-B every Friday morning at 9 sharp for the latest world news, celebrity gossip, and the hottest hip-hop and R&B hits you could ever ask for. So be sure to check out Wake Up every Friday morning, only on WPCZ, LP, FM, Demers. Z 98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Welcome back to Invading Headspaces, this 11th episode. 11 episodes already, Garrett, crazy. 11th episode of Invading Headspaces here on Spotify and all other platforms. I'm your host, Michael Thomason, and joining me this week is my good friend, Garrett Kinsey. Garrett was a Barry College football player for a while. Um, we kind of bonded a little over Piedmont uh, athletics as well. Um, Garrett, how you doing today, man? Doing good, man. I'm glad to be here. It's good. It's good to have you on, man. I was, I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while, um, especially getting your perspective through football and our journey together through the one year that we trained together for a little while, but, um, also your brother in the NFL as well. Um, getting his perspective a little bit about it also. What do you have to say before we get started? Yeah, man, uh, I, I think anytime we can get a, a scope of multiple different athletes, multiple different sports, uh, anytime you're talking about something as, as social and as important as what you're talking about, it's a good opportunity. So, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to be on here, and I'm, I'm excited to see what we, what we talk about. Yeah, I mean, football is a sport that I've always been interested in. I love the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love the Florida Gators. Obviously the exact opposite with you. Your brother <laughs> plays for the Tennessee Titans, yeah. and you're a big Georgia fan. But, I mean, I played baseball growing up. I mean, more more of a mental sport than football, but football is still you have to be on it. You have to be on it mentally. So I wanted to ask you before we get started, um, what is the biggest thing mentally from your journey in football that you've seen that you can carry on as into your coaching career as well now? Yeah, so uh, that's a good question. I would say I think football as a sport. Um, is definitely one of the most physical sports that you can have. Um, and I think that it, it often gets a name for the physicality. Um, but the mental space, you know, the checks, the reads, the, the depth of the game um, is very, very important. And if you don't have that, sometimes you see guys that are really athletic or really physical not have as much success in the game uh, because of the mental aspect. I think in my journey, 
um, one of the biggest things that I took away was the perseverance and the discipline of what it takes to be a consistent leader and a consistent good player on on the field and, and on your team. Football being such a physical sport, like you said, I, de- I did have Kyle Carlson on a few weeks ago and we talked about football and his journey through football through high school. But each level is so much different, especially in the NFL, especially through college. No matter what level of college, there's dudes at every level, like you saw, with, mm-hmm. like you see with your brother Mason, mm-hmm. making it from Barry all the way to the league. Yeah. So you don't really see that too much in D3, but I mean, it all it all does give you a good advantage when you get to the league because you have that chip. But focusing on the mental side of it as well, um, obviously I played baseball. Baseball being more of a mental sport, a, a much slower sport. Sure. How is the mental side of it magnified in such a quick sport like football as well? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was because it goes so fast. Yeah, I think that was my next. Uh, that was my next point. Uh, no matter what level of football you play, every level increase, the speed of the game increases with it. Um, now, I think the cats that play that game um, are also faster, so sometimes the tempo can stay the same, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. the speed of the game is different. Um, I think playing uh, at any level in college, and especially in the professional realm, and Mason talks about it all the time, is um, being able to, like I said, understand the kind of mechanics of the game, the scheme of the game, all of the in-depth uh, details that you have to know, the checks, the reads, the calls, um, the coverages, you know, the plays. People don't understand, man. In, in college, um, I, I would come home with a, with a stack of note cards probably five inches thick, um, and it was probably full of checks, reads, calls, and plays. Uh, That's just on defense. So, you know, offense a little bit more intricate. Um, And you have to know all of those depending on, you know, what's being called in the game, who you're playing that week, kind of what your scheme is. And then you've got to execute it in such a fast manner. Um, So I I think being able to magnify that speed, uh, it – forces you to stay on your toes and it forces you to constantly increase your IQ of what's going yeah. on. It's such a hard working sport physically. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially, I mean, not a lot, a whole lot of people focus on the mental side of it. Sure. Like in the other podcasts that we've had, we focus on professional athletes like Zion Williamson, Paul George mm-hmm. that have addressed their mental struggles physically, basketball players. We yeah. focused on some baseball players as well that have, that have talked about it. Austin Meadows, Daniel Bard, some pitchers. Sure. Um, but you haven't really seen. You don't really see too many football players address it. I mean, we did. Me and right. Kyle did right. talk about the uh, the CTE aspect of it. Sure. The as, the as, uh, athletes outside after after their career is over, mm-hmm. talking about these struggles that they're having mentally. Sure. But you don't really see too many active players address their mental struggles, especially as as of late. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, I think I think you hit the nail on the head when you say uh, the physicality aspect. I think there's a ton of pressure. Um, to be sharp mentally and to be controlled aggressive. Uh, we, we use the word controlled aggression all the time. Um, to be violent in between the whistles or to be violent inside the rules, um, kind of like a gladiator fight is you know the, kind of the paradox that you always talk about uh, in relation to football. Um, to be big, strong, and manly, but to hold that image up and the pressure of that image in the game, uh, it's really tough for you to kind of let walls down when it is appropriate or when it's not and address things that could be a problem or a potential problem inside the sport. Um, we saw some of that with D- Dak Prescott and, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw of how you agree with him. Uh, he came out and, and he expressed his feelings with that and got a ton of pushback. 
yeah. um, got a ton, ton of pushback from it. So that, that kind of shows you right there that the image that you have to uphold to be mentally sharp, it's kind of a stain on your record to yeah. say, hey, I'm mentally struggling because it's such a big part of the game. No, yeah, especially when we've talked about the pro sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, especially in America, the primary sport is NFL. Yep. When you think about it, I mean, I play baseball. I love the MLB. I love every other sport. Sure. I still acknowledge that the NFL, in terms of popularity and the social media followings and everything that it generates, yep. it's number one, and especially in in the uh, in America, because of how how much attention each player gets. Players are looked at. They have to be warriors in yep. the NFL, and that's just something you don't see in other sports. Yep. I uh, I would say. I would say, like you, like you just pointed out, kind of the not only the pressure of the game or the pressure of the image that you uphold in the locker room, but I think the social pressure is so much more. Um, I think you get some of that in college, whether it's on your college campus, if it's D1, D2, D3. Um, but I think you also – it's so, so amplified in professional league sports that um, – and we see it a ton on social media, right? It's no, the, the guys that have no idea who these people are. They have no idea the work that they put in or anybody uh, in a personal relationship with anybody, but they always have something to say about them on social of media. Of course. All that matters is the result to these people at 100%. the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what, that's what the main focus of this podcast has been about, how social media and other factors can inf- impact an athlete's mental health. I mean, focusing on football, having football be such a mentally draining sport as well as physically draining, not a whole lot of people think about the mental aspect of it as well. Yeah. So it's important to talk about these things. After the break, Garrett, we'll be talking a little bit about, little bit about your career and Mason's career as well and how the mental side of it has gone into that as well. You're listening to Invading Headspaces listeners on Spotify and all other platforms with Michael Thomason and Garrett Kinsey. Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Well, check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. This show is giving you everything NBA on and off the court. So, if you're a basketball fan, go check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. Find Basketball and BS on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Invading Headspaces listeners on Spotify and all other platforms. Michael Thomas and Garrett Kinsey. Garrett, before the break, we talked a little bit about the football, like the mental side of football. But after the break, I did want to focus on Mason and his current situation with the Tennessee Titans, um, especially being a wide receiver, very violent position. How does this position, you think, affect his mental aspect, being his brother? Yeah, uh, I think I think for Mason uh, particularly, you know, coming from a D3 school, uh, odds are not usually in your favor. Um, I, I will say knowing him personally his whole life, there's never been a plan B. There's never been another option for him. Um, and nobody believed him until they believed him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I think That's how it works, man. Yeah, right. That's how it works. I think, I think uh, him having that chip on his shoulder has definitely uh, sent him where he is right now. Uh, and I think once now that, now that he's in the league playing a position that requires so much um, uh, of your time, of your effort, of your head space – that now he, he does feel the negative effects of that, uh, whether he'll admit it or not. Right. Um, because I don't think if you asked him right now, he would admit it. I, would, yeah. I, I think that's just part of being an NFL football player. Um, the biggest thing I think for Mason playing 
where he plays is the constant up-down battle of trying to make a roster spot, being disappointed, making the roster spot, getting too excited. You know what I mean? The yeah. ups and downs. The ups and downs. Yeah, it's hard to stay neutral in a sport like that. Especially. For sure, man. There's ebbs and flows with anything, um, and, and that takes a hit on your mental health, especially when that's what pays your bills and that's what feeds your mouth. Yeah, of um, course. It's it's bigger than than just football to the guys that play because that's their job. Yeah, you said the NFL like the NFL players. You he probably wouldn't admit his struggles because of he's pretty much because he's an NFL player. Mm-hmm. And you saying that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Why do you think because because an NF, he's an NFL player? NFL players compared to other athlete other athletes are coming out, out like Simone Biles, Lewis Hamilton, other sure. athletes in other sports sure. have addressed their mental struggles. Why do you think there's a big stigma around NFL players not coming forward and talking about it? That's a good question. Um, I think I think that's twofold. I think that's uh, as the sport as a whole. Um, I think it's the the nature of the sport. Uh, there's an image that you have to uphold. There is a status that you have to uphold. It is the most watched sport. Um, in North America, and you are expected to play at a certain level because it's your job, mm-hmm. regardless of what you've got going on personally. Yeah. Um, and I think the line is definitely blurred from player to person um, in major sports, especially football, because there's such an aspect of um, projected points and you know being able to help the team in X, Y, or Z scenario. Um, I think on the personal side of that, um, I think it's, you know, it could be because Mason, like I said, has a chip on his shoulder. And the moment that you show a sign of defeat, everybody that's been wanting you to fail is going to jump on it. Exactly. Um, so he holds his head high, he holds his chin tall, but um, I think there's definitely some struggles with that. Uh, regardless, uh, if you're trying to make a roster spot, if you're trying to make the all-star team, exactly. if, you know, trying to win a Super Bowl, I think all those guys, just depending on what phase of the career they're in, are facing kind of the same deal. Yeah, you said phase of, phase of your career. Like you said, a Division three wide receiver fighting for a roster spot is not going to have the same mentality necessarily as Justin Jefferson, Correct. Stephon Diggs, a wide receiver that's made a bunch of money yep. and – has accomplished so much in the game, yet he really has nothing to lose by saying, oh, I'm, I'm struggling with this, you know. Yeah. And especially for a guy like Mason who still has a lot to prove. He's a good player, obviously. Right. 1% of the 1% make it to the NFL 100%. when you think about it. Yeah. Um, so you got you got to – there's just different – the different mentalities that these athletes have to have compared not only – compared to what sport they're in, but what phase of their career is is also is a big point. Yeah, I think I think not to spill any beans here, but I think um, I think for sure Julio Jones is like a testament to that. Yeah, right. Sure. I think early in his career he was eager to to make a name for himself in the league. Um, and and him and Mason are I mean big, big buddies. Mason's big buddies with AJ Brown. Um, and AJ still has a chip on his shoulder. There ain't yeah. no doubt about it. Those connections you uh, develop as well in the game also uh, help you out with that as well. 100%. Guys that are going through the same stuff, same right. things that you can talk to, especially in that tight-knit receiver room. Um, but guys like Julio, where you saw at the end of his career, he, he'd take off his pads mid-game and leave. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, mean he, he, he was, I mean, he was the guy. I mean, yeah, especially in Atlanta, he was the number one receiver in the league for – I mean, you can battle between Odell Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown, and Julio sure. for for days on end if you want to. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, no one no one did it better than Julio jo- Julio Jones did for a while. Yep. And now you see him 
struggling. I mean, in that phase of his career, like you said, phases of career matter. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a huge testament to, to kind of how guys are comfortable to, to talk to the public, to the private, um, or what they believe themselves. Yeah, for sure. Moving forward, I want to talk a little bit about you before we get going. Sure. sure. Um, for you, we did talk about the athletes that have struggled. But for you, I wanted to know what athletes kind of drew you to football, um, especially the athletes that necessarily struggled mentally, but necess- but had the uh, had the mental strength that you really fed off of in becoming a football player, especially a linebacker at the position. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> you always grow up like watching highlight reels and stuff, yeah, you know, sure, before sure. games. Um, I was a huge Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis fan growing up. Rightfully um, so. Those were the guys that I would, you know, watch speeches and watch their post-game interviews and all that kind of stuff, playing the position that I played. Um, I think on a more personal level, uh, I don't know if you know Tavares King. He's from Haversham. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, TK is still a great buddy of mine and Mason's. I mean, his jersey's up at the facility. Um, he played – he had a stint with the Giants, with the Broncos – um, and, and he's one of our best, best buddies now that we're all grown. But growing up, um, I remember watching Tavares play, and he, you know, played at Georgia. He was their number one receiver, um, which didn't play linebacker, but watching him and knowing him, being able to talk to him off the field was a huge kind of boosting block for me to go like, well, if Tavares can do it, then so can we, you know. And yeah. another one that's from around here is Kevin Ellison, who – great friend of mine right now um he you know uh, he's the georgia southern quarterback that beat florida without throwing a pass oh yeah i remember that. unfortunately uh, i remember yeah that, so uh me and kev <laughs> Thanks are, for bringing that up <laughs> yeah no problem me and kev are best buddies now um we worked together for a little while and and have nurtured quite a relationship but those older guys that i got to watch from here kind of get a shot um at the big leagues per se yeah um they definitely motivated me and uh, for sure mason as well to to kind of do what we did and take the opportunities that we had um guys that struggled that i like to look up to um you know guys like junior Seau, uh the head face for cte especially um a great player and and what a great honorable man just struggling with stuff on the mental side um when that came out and um kind of when i was old enough to understand what was going on um that that's definitely something that you look at and and uh you prepare for or you empathize with um i think the movie uh concussion by will smith we did talk about that with kyle a little bit 100 percent. well garrett it's been fun having you on this 11th episode i appreciate you being willing to do this for me especially being able to talk about mason and talk about your situation as well for sure Um, before we get going anything you'd like to say to listeners uh no thanks for listening give my guy some love uh he does a great job and i appreciate you having me on thanks man you're listening to invading headspaces with garrett kinsey and michael thomason Looking for a radio show? Well, I know a really good one, and it's... Tune in to Wig Up with J-Ray and A-B every Friday morning at 9 sharp for the latest world news, celebrity gossip, and the hottest hip-hop and R&B hits you could ever ask for. So be sure to check out Wig Up every Friday morning, only on WPCZ, LPFM, Demarest, Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Thank you for listening to Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason. 
Make sure to join us for our next and final episode on Monday, November 27th, as close friend Connor Rogers will be joining me to talk about the latest social media trends in professional sports across Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and other platforms. This will be the last episode, so be sure to soak it in and feel free to go back and listen to all other episodes to this point on Roar Podcast Productions on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other platforms. This has been Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason. Sports, social media, does it get any better? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason. Make sure to tune in next week wherever you get your podcasts as another special guest and I will be talking about social media and its growing power in the world of professional sports. This has been Invading Headspaces and I am Michael Thomason.